Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And it is now the time of the show where we search the planets, the universe, and the seven seas for the buy of the week. Thank you, Wade. I am a personal big fan of this, and I think, Marcia, you as well use the ring. Do you not, the doorbell? Of course. Of course. Yeah. We all, we've been early adopters of rings since yeah. the beginning. Long time. Uh, the ring doorbell, which is a nifty door bell, basically, that's very easy to install. You screw it on. No electrical wires are necessary, although you can hardwire it if you want. You basically screw it into the front door. Uh, you can use the inside Wi-Fi Chime Pro, which will ring loudly in your house. And, of course, it's a video. So it takes a video of every time someone comes to your door and rings the bell. If you'd like, you can set it on a setting where it's on all the time. And I stopped that because every time a car drove by, it uh, rang my uh, phone. But the Ring Video Doorbell Pro and Chime Bundle is available at Best Buy today. Normally, it sells for $299, and I've looked around on the Internet for it and found it anywhere. Amazon, it's $299, and a number of places, a little, you know, over 200 and something. Well, at Best Buy today, it's $199.99, and, and, and Marsha, they give you a free Echo Dot which is worth 50 bucks. Uh, so for $199.99, you get the Ring Video Doorbell, uh, the Chime Pro Bundle, which comes with it, which is I recommend because I think you need that to hear the bell inside the house. And again, they will include uh, what we're just talking about a lot is the Echo Dot, the little smaller version of the Echo, uh, all included for $199.99 at Best Buy. And uh, th- I, that, that's a really good buy. Not only do you save 100 bucks, but you get um, an Echo to play with as well. And what this allows you to do is you can answer your door from anywhere in the world. If your doorbell rings, you get a little notification on your smart device. Your smart device will say somebody's at your front door. You can then hit the talk button if you'd like and pretend like you're home if you want to do that or if it's someone that you want to talk to, say, hey, I'm not home right now. But it allows you to do that. And then it also keeps a video record. I don't even do that anymore. I don't even answer the door. I just see who it is. and Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, unless you really saw somebody sketchy and you wanted to say to them, uh, yes, get off my lawn. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm cleaning my gun right now, so I can't come to the door. Right. Uh, Or I could send Ibo to the door and start going. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So uh, but it's a nifty device. And if anyone does do something like steal your packages, a lot of that, there's a, a ring community. And as part of the app that shows you, you know, way too many, frankly, paranoid people on it who go, this guy just right. rang my doorbell. I think he's trying to rob me. Well, it was the mailman. You know yeah, right. I mean? I mean, these people, it's it's crazy. And that's called, that feature is called the ring neighborhood. Right. So you get yeah. uh, a lot of, as they say, false positives from people in the neighborhood. Uh, but it's very cool. It comes with a 1080 HD video uh, ring doorbell uh, pro. And you can get it, as I say, you can get it today at Best Buy for one ninety nine ninety nine, And you can get the free uh, Echo Dot with that, uh, which is normally 50 bucks. So that's a go. great buy. And that is, in fact, our buy of the week today. Well, we have a lot of good stuff towards the end of this segment, so I want to move. Um, yeah, please. I have big news for Android users. Big so, news. Huge. Big, well, it is big news because 
uh, you may have wanted this on your phone too. Uh, Android has a file manager where mm-hmm. you can see how many files you can have, the seat, the number of the files, the size of the files, and some of them are pretty big. And if your phone is about to run out of space, mm-hmm. Google's Android file manager now supports a USB drive. Yeah, so nice. if you want to offload your photos, of course, I use Google Photos, which yes, stores does. photos in the cloud. But still, I like to keep the originals. So if you want to offload photos to a thumb drive, you don't need any third-party software. All you have to do is uh, take – you can see the entire folder structures, select what you want, and just move it to a plugged-in flash drive. And I think that's genius. It's very useful. Now, do the Android – do your Android devices have a – they don't have USB ports, do they? Well – it has, okay, depending on the Android device now, right, because some right. have USB-C. But right. there are adapters where you can put, you can plug in a USB flash drive into the USB port at the bottom of your phone. Right. And there Just are also like some Bluetooth I believe ones too. with an iPhone, you can uh, take a cable and plug it into your computer if you wanted, can't you? Yeah, well, you know, and I've actually never attempted to connect a USB drive to my iPhone, so I'm not 100% sure uh, whether you can do that, but let's assume there is some device that, you know, some cabling you can do it with. But if not, you can actually uh, get a Bluetooth Well, you've got the cloud. Well, you've got the cloud. Well, right. You can send it to the cloud. You can do all that. But I just think it's convenient. Plug in, boom, pictures from my vacation on this flash drive. Yeah, that's pretty nifty. Put it on a hard drive. And save you some money from spending more for a bigger hard drive on your phone, which can be expensive when you buy the phone. Right, exactly. Um, You came up with something interesting, and I really agree with this. You know, when you're planning a smartphone, we kind of drew a line on our smartphone, uh, on our smart Mm. home, excuse me, for privacy issues. We have the Ring doorbell, which is owned by Google. We have a Nest thermostat, which is owned by Google. We have one Alexa. We don't want another one elsewhere in the house, but in the kitchen. And we're not exactly planning to go deep. We have Wemo um, security lights. But uh, I don't want to go deep into any of this for privacy reasons. And uh, Linda Sherman mentioned to me earlier on Twitter, they're closing down Google Plus even earlier because of that leak that they had we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So. I don't trust anybody with my data, and <laughs> except for Ibo, because yeah, Japan can know the the dimensions of my family room. <laughs> you understand that Ibo is transmitting everything you do back yes. to Japan, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, without yeah. question. So, which is why it's good. Ibo can't go upstairs. Uh, she oh, has a little good. problem if she makes it into the kitchen uh, to get out of the kitchen. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, because there's a little, you know, that little bump where the rug starts. So, anyway, yeah. But we've drawn a line. No more stuff. So, you you had some tips on smart smart home privacy. Well, it's, it's very difficult to make sure that you you know you watch the devices that you use because, as Marsha said, many of these devices actually leave what they call a digital trail which is a record that can come back later, you know, for hacking or for lawsuits or investigations. Uh, manufacturers generally store voice commands uh, that they send over the Internet. They use the data to help personalize their services, which I suppose is technically a good thing, I guess. 
but you want to think twice about smart locks, digital keys, and, and all those things because you have to make sure you choose a system that doesn't you know, invade your privacy. And, I, and I'm not sure it's yeah. that easy I, to do it. And honestly, the smart locks, you know, we've been getting a lot of pitches with CES coming up, and, you know, everyone wants to use a smart lock. Well, FYI, we have – and a lot of people do have safes that have smart locks, right? The, yep. No key, no combination. Should something happen to the electricity, <coughs> excuse me, and it gets fried, you're not going to be able to get into that. No, right. And you have to consider that. I mean, how many times I have a smart padlock that the charge dies on the padlock. Right. So right. you can't open the door. You can do it with a key. But if I need a key, why don't I just have a regular lock? Well, that's right. And, you know, there were a lot of those that originally came out. I had one sitting in my office that I literally just gave, gave away because I don't intend to use a smart lock for the reasons that Marcia said. Yeah, for you want purposes. somebody else to go through that, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, well, you know, I said, right? hey, more power to you. If you want to use it, go ahead yeah, and use you, it yourself. Exactly. You want to do that? I mean, Mozilla's uh, privacy, privacy not project warns consumers about products with security or privacy problems and smart home things are at the top of the list and it leaves that digital trail of everything you do so i don't know i'm not a fan of smart locks um, no, neither am smart I. refrigerators i'm just thinking i don't really need that big screen on my refrigerator and how much extra power is that going to draw well, yeah, you know? it certainly does. I don't know if it's a, a huge amount of power, but, you know, it's a lot of convenience, and they're getting people who want to have that convenience that I don't want to walk in the other room to use my Echo device. I want it built into my refrigerator so I can ask my refrigerator something or, you know, the new refrigerators that are tell you if food is going bad. But all of those things come with a price and a cost, and that may be your privacy if you are Internet and, uh, you know, Internet of all things connected to those. You just have to be very careful what you buy and investigate what the privacy policies are and know what data you are sending to the company for what devices you're using. And, I, you know, I, I, you just have to be careful. There's, there's no easy answer to this because how many people really do that? How many people really read the privacy policies that comes right. with devices or, you know, check a box that says, oh, yeah, I never, by the way, all these companies say, so let us collect your data so we can improve your performance. Right. Never right. do that. Right. Never do that. Never allow them to do that, you know, because well, it's Well, but safe that's and... what they all do. So, right. They all do it. Right. You're screwed. You are screwed. Once you let it into the house, you have a leak. You, that's just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. So just be careful. Be safe. Be careful. And um, as I always say, and Marsha runs from, just give them my data. Just no, give it no, to no, him. No, I give no, up. No. I give up. Uh, so you okay. came up with an interesting article from PC Magazine, which I thought was yeah. very cool. They yeah. uh, asked all the readers of PC Magazine what their tech brands, their favorite tech brands were, and the ones they recommended. So their study after the year came up with some interesting things. So what, what did they come up with? Well, the, it says that the brands that you trusted that you love the most include the following, which are, and they did a number of categories. We're not obviously going to do everything here. But in the computer area, a lap, uh, Apple was a brand that you trusted. La now, now, before last... we go deeper into this, I just want to say that they are measured by a net promoter score, which is right. a metric used by marketing uh, people 
and I wrote about it in my book in 2010, and it really measures what people are thinking of your brand. So go ahead. Well, yeah, Apple. I mean, a- Apple's been very popular, although not as popular as was back in 2012. Uh, their NPS score uh, falling from 68 to 66. Uh, still the top number, but they're they're fading to a degree, and the hybrid convertible laptops like the Microsoft is a category that people now like. Uh, they moved into laptops um, and, you know, in the Surface tablets and such, and it's been very, very popular. Uh, on the desktop area, Apple, again, was uh, one of the top choices. It had a 77 NPS score. Um, and the as you use, Marsha, uh, the all-in-one desktop, you have one of those, and that got bumped up from last year because the all-in-ones are very easy to use, and uh, and people like them. You know, they don't want to use 12 different devices, so they got an all-in-one. On the well, mobile- you know, and I still, I still use HP because I like that. And I want to make a quick announcement for those of you watching the webcast on Twitter. Uh, at 12.45, we're going to wake up Ibo to move around and dance to the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, take video and, and send it to us on Twitter. Now, this um, next one really, really blew me away. Uh, yeah, the talk mobile about that, carrier. About the mobile. The yeah. mobile carrier that people liked the most was, what, consumer cellular? Yeah, I mean, uh, who uses consumer cellular? I've never heard of I mean, that's nuts. That's nuts. Uh, people depend whoever uses it they got an 87 net promoter score which is insane people don't yeah, get that's that that's huge no, of the huge. four carriers in the united states the highest recommendation next was t-mobile at 49 yeah that's sad it's insane so yeah. uh let me see sprint got a zero yeah, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but that's interesting. Consumer cellular, whoever you are, hats off. Bravo. <laughs> and, you know, you wonder, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that do, the straight talk wireless cricket. You hear those names, right? but how many people use those companies? I mean, I see their commercials and I go, oh, that's nice. And I'm, you know, stuck with my Verizon or not stuck with, but I keep my Verizon. But I'm sure there are a lot of better companies out there that we could be using than the ones we use. I got to tell you the truth. We've been using T-Mobile, and we are so happy with it. We get great signal. We get great strength. uh, And for the price, you know, two for $70. Yeah, no lost phone calls, good Internet? Nothing, 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 no problem That's great. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Uh, In in the uh, mobile operating system, Android got a 70. Um, Yeah. Apple's iOS, let's see. So, um, of the biggies, Android is more recommended by users than Apple's iOS, 70 to 48, which surprises me, frankly. Um, and it's been a long time since I've used an Android phone. I hated my Android when I first, you know, flopped over to the iPhone from the Android, and I, I know they're now much better than they used to be. And apparently, they are the better rated one by a significant margin. Um, which surprises me because most people rave about the iPhone ecosystem. And the way it works, but I guess, Marcia, you could tell better than I can. I guess the Android. The, well, you, know, the you ready for this? Used to be. Kurt yeah. has switched to an Android phone, Uh-oh. but he still has his Apple, um, the big tablet. He just bought the new one. Yeah. And Apple has apps that can bring all the stuff over to Android, but you can still use an Android, and there's just more flexibility. So he's using Apple. On Android, well, it's not the operating Isn't system, that? but you know his right. features, 
his cloud, uh, the whole thing. Maybe we'll have him on one day. Maybe next yeah. week when you're gone to talk about it and how that works. Now, how does he like his new iPad? Because I have resisted buying the new one. Uh, it's, does I'll he tell like you, it? it's smaller, it's lighter. It's the shit bigger screen. Uh, it's the best. It's the yeah, best. bigger screen because they because the it now is almost Pro is amazing. Oh, it iPad is. I love my. I'm using one. I always use one for the show and for everything else. And I've resisted upgrading. It's not a bigger screen, but well, it is a bigger screen because they've eliminated the bezel around the screen. Right. So it's not. Uh, it's not that much bigger. Truth yeah. be told, it's not. Right. So, by the way, anybody who's interested in the rest of these awards for customer recommended tech brands, I just tweeted it. And for the those of you on the archives, it's in PC Magazine. So there you go. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we were. Oh, we want to talk about tech that died. Real quick. Uh, any particular de- tech that you liked a lot that that just went away? You know, I haven't actually cha- uh, really changed a lot of devices through the years. So you know, like I said, I've been fairly loyal to the iPhone, although more aggravated than I have been in the last uh, you know several years on using some of this stuff. But uh, I don't know that I've had anything. For example, uh, did you ever use Nintendo? I'm sure you didn't use their no, social there network. Were, there were a bunch of those that I didn't use. But what I really admire is that when something's not working with Google or it's not profitable, they cut bait and move along. So they had a URL shortener. It yep. was goo.gl and then some other letters. Um, that one was not working out and just shut it down. And, hey, if and it doesn't make money do. for them, Google Goggles, which I had that app, and supposedly yep. you were supposed to point your phone at an object, snap a photo, and Google was supposed to give you more information at that. Yeah. Well, I had some cool. art. I had some art, actually a Salvador Dali. And that I didn't know what series it was from, so I figured that would work. <laughs> Fail. Yeah, didn't no. work. So that was a waste of time. They also had something called Allo, which right. was supposed to be a chat app. Uh, who needs another one? And, of course, Nobody Google Plus was well, yeah, just shut away. down because of the problem. And Google, yeah, and Google Inbox, Inbox, which right. was terrible. Oh. It was terrible, but at least they're smart enough to shut it down. The one I was really sad about, though, was Dig Reader. Now I read Dig almost every day. That's D I G G. It's mm-hmm. they curate some of the best stories, and that's right. how I get stories for sharing on Twitter a lot of the time. They had a reader, and gone, gone, gone. Yeah, Very well, sad. Vine went away in 2016 which looked like it was promising when it first came out. Uh, that went away. And actually, interestingly enough, clout went away. Now, I don't know how many people other than social media people, people in industries like we're in, used clout, but that just uh, kind of went away. Okay, the backstory on clout, okay, it didn't just disappear. It was bought by a company called right. Lithium. Lithium right. is a top analyzer of metrics on social media. And they have all that information, only they're just not making it public anymore. Right. Yeah, so that's, uh, and you can't find, and they used to bribe you as a social media person by giving you perks. You know, if you were a certain number, you got a free something or other, and that kind of went away. The, the one that makes me a little bit sad, I have to say, is Canon film cameras. You know, uh, 
instant cameras made a little bit of a comeback. Remember, we saw them at the uh, CES a couple of years ago. They were like a Polaroid. I don't even know. They might have been under the Polaroid brand. But film cameras are harder to find. And uh, Canon has now said that they are discontinuing the uh, EOS IV, its last film camera. Uh, And that makes me a little bit sad. Uh, although I, I think I mentioned this on the air, Annie Leibowitz, who I had the pleasure of hosting a couple of uh, weeks ago, the you know world-renowned photographer, still does use film in her shooting. She uses digital as well, but she does use film cameras. But you're not able to. Do you still use a film camera? Do you have one laying around? I have one laying around. I don't use it. Yeah. Yeah. I, By I don't the way, think, uh, uh, people are loving the Twitter feed right now because DARPA, Marvin Seven, Funtime Seven 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 says DARPA's adorable. Mark, I just sent you a link. Uh, DARPA's sitting around watching Kurt do the show. Uh, he's oh. the producer for Twitter. Yeah, and she he's scratching her under the chin now, and she's like doing a trick. Oh my goodness! We, I'm sorry. <laughs> can we interview uh, Ibo or, or DARPA? Can we interview? Like, Give give me a little give me a little time to right. teach it more. Okay. Uh, I I'd like you to work on that because I think we all like to hear from. Uh, so her. I found yeah. this story with you in mind. Top tech gifts for drivers. You love your car. Did you I do. find anything on this list that you thought was cool? Uh, I well, you know there's some cool stuff. I, I I'm not 100 percent sure that I would use any of these things. Um, you know, I don't know. Do I need an OBD dongle? You know, the OBD device is the thing that tells you if there's a problem that you plug in. There's a little, everybody has one in their car. And right. I remember companies have gone out, you know, come out with devices that you can plug in to tell you whether there's something, you know, a, an issue on your car. I don't, do I need a, don- a dongle hanging from my car to tell me? I don't think so. Did you want that? Uh, no. And I also don't want. Um, Android Auto or Apple CarPlay head units. Now, I'm not really sure what it is, but uh, uh, it supposedly replaces a factory car stereo. Uh, You either have it or you don't. I mean... uh... I mean, I thought I, I thought in reading this, and I could be wrong, that it gave you the equivalent of Apple Play or Android Auto if you didn't have it before. I'm not really sure about this device, uh, but it says it makes the phone, uh, making your phone the interface for your car's navigation, media, and communication features. So I guess somehow it connects with your car, but I don't or know. Or maybe it's for it. cars that don't don't have it natively anymore. Like, for well, example, yeah, I think that's true. We have a uh, Cadillac XRS. Now, I will tell you. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 you go. We have an older SRX that didn't have a backup camera. So Kurt bought one on on Amazon very reasonably, had it installed professionally because the install is not really left for amateurs. And it's fabulous. We have an older model car with with a backup camera, and it's great. And, you know, it's funny, when they first came out on the first car I had that had a backup camera, I was like, I'm not using that. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to see where I'm doing. And I find myself much more dependent, uh, you know, depending upon the backup camera than I ever did before. And it really is nice. I mean, the new cars now are coming up with cameras that not only are backup cameras, they're uh, top-of-the-car down cameras. So you can look at everything around your surroundings, not just your backup. Uh, and if you don't have one, you do need one. They are helpful, and, and they're a good safety feature. You know, and if you're backing, you know, behind a child and you don't see somebody when you're backing up, I think that's very, uh, very effective. 
so that's kind of nifty. Uh, and Anything dash cams, that, yeah. I, well, dash cams, I don't know. You know, if you're not really going to do anything wrong, do you really need a dash cam? Yeah, until you know, the day you get in that horrible accident, right? <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, yes, you I know, guess it would be used for purposes of proving you didn't do something wrong. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not prepared yet. Maybe it's but the same the thing. But the bottom line cams. is you can get them as cheaply as $20, but yep. probably you should spend a little bit more. They're get really easy to install. And it's a great gift. Just think about yeah. it. For for twenty dollars, twenty, thirty dollars, give them a dash cam. It might be fun, easy to install. What the heck? All right. All right, <laughs> well, we only I'm have sure a minute or two left, but let's do a little movie stuff. Oh, we don't even have that. I saw Mission Impossible two on streaming on Dish Network. Really enjoyed it. Very entertaining movie. And that's it for us. I'm out next week. Marsha will be here doing the show live. And as always, we ask you, please don't drink and drive. We want you back with us. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio. We are the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Have a good weekend. See you next week. Bye-bye. Happy holidays, y'all. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication. Global food for thought. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of universal talk laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal talk laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenji Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find Universal Talk Laws at KenjaDixon.com. 
Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. <laughs> 